The audio you're about to hear is ridiculous to the highest extent of the law. The views depicted on this podcast were shot prior to the current week. Any views spoken of may have already changed and are therefore obsolete. Marks beware, we do not care. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. Um, we're back again. Uh, this time we got a, a little more things to talk about. We're finally going to get into some AEW reviews, so that's going to be fucking awesome. Been waiting for this for <laughs> since we began. I felt so fucking weird just doing WWE. But, of course, we just needed to catch up on some stuff. Uh, Dan, how do you feel about uh, this past week in wrestling? It was actually, um, it wasn't too bad. Um, the shows weren't too bad, in my opinion. Not in, insanely insanely bad. Raw has actually been very surprisingly good um, since WrestleMania. Yeah, it has. And I think um, a big part of that is because of Cody Rhodes. And they're continuing, of course, the build-up for Hell in a Cell, which we found out this week that it will be that Hell in a Cell match, which you called. You said mm-hmm. it would happen. That's Cody right. Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, part three. But this time in the cell um i guess we could get started with just with that i mean i think that was one of the better promos if not the best promo segment whatever you want to call it of the week uh what do you think of that that's gonna happen man i'm excited for it dude honestly the promo was so fucking good i just put on my notes like wow um just just wow that's all i put um because all um you have to say uh just like his promo before rollins came in to the promo Mm-hmm. Like he was just building and building up to the point of him saying like him and so um top notch work it's it's giving me a lot of those like early Cody Rhodes vibes um I think I had actually texted you when once you actually once yeah. you actually watched it that that was what I felt it was fucking great yeah he's a fucking star and it does remind me of when AEW started and he was you know. At the top of his game, super over, putting on the best, you know, promos, uh, the best storylines that they were having at the time. So uh, this promo, though, on, on Raw was so fucking good. Um, he was just in his in his bag. I mean, I'm ready, man. I mean, it, it really took this match to another level, I felt. Um, and I, I can't wait to see it. I think Cody's going to do some crazy shit. Uh, in this cell match, and we know Rollins has been in some pretty, um, you know, infamous uh, cell matches. Uh, so I, th- I think it's gonna be good, man. I can't wait. Most definitely. But let's go ahead and and start off the week with Monday Night Raw. The beginning of Monday Night Raw, as we learned last week, almost and lastly, we're gonna be in a match, a cage match this week, um, this past week, and. They start off the show with the cage match. Um, the promo package, the package in the beginning was actually was pretty good. I mean, you can't go wrong with WWE doing a package. Um, it's always going to be pretty good. Um, but the match was okay. It it went exactly as I said it was going to go. Like, Lashley was going to win with some, by being thrown off the cage. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, what? How else could he have won? They do it so many times, especially when you have a giant in the match. Um, I mean, the earliest uh, memories that I have of this happening was um, Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. Um, I don't remember exactly which pay-per-view it was. I want to say it was before uh, his first WrestleMania match with The Rock. But it was Austin versus McMahon. Which honestly, bro, if you haven't seen that one, you need to watch it. It's so crazy. Like the bumps that Vince takes are insane. Um, but Paul White comes out of the fucking ring, starts throwing around or the big show. Um, starts throwing around Austin and then he finally like kinda throws him at the cage and the cage door just opens and Austin falls out. Um it's kind of a thing for giants to do that to people. So yeah, Lashley winning. Um could see it coming and then him being thrown out yeah i don't know what i thought was funny um i'm sorry this is the last thing i'm gonna say is when he won um the announcer uh said that he won in a unique way and i just think that's funny 
unique. They've, they've done it before. It's been done, but you know, short term memory. Well, speaking of, I, I'm glad you brought up that um, that cage match with Paul White, where he um, you know made his infamous debut. But um, Lashley had one with Umaga back in I want to say 07 when they were having their um, you know their feud. I don't remember if the match was between them, but because in this spot that I'm going to talk about, Umaga standing outside of the cage. And Lashley just like bull rushes and you know launches himself into the cage wall from the inside, and mm-hmm. that wall just completely falls apart and lands on Umaga with Bobby Lashley on top of it. So, um, Bobby's done you know similar things like this before. Um, I didn't expect Cedric to be involved in this match, but he was for whatever reason. They're still continuing that thing. Um, he threw his ass into the fucking cage from the top, uh, which I thought was good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, this match Lashley picks up the win, uh, but it still, you know, doesn't make uh, almost look completely buried here. So, uh, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it was yeah, solid. Thumb, I would say thumbs in the middle for me. It was an okay match. It was like it wasn't good. Same. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah, they could have done better. Um, and they might, maybe they're saving it for, you know, hopefully this is just being optimistic. It could, it gets better along the way. Um, but moving on along the card. So the second match was actually supposed to be theory versus Ali. Of course, theory being the heel that he is being Vince McMahon's protege, um, calls out for the Miz to become the guest referee and then some more shenanigans. And then he's no longer going to be the opponent. It's going to be Veer Mahan. Um, and what do you what do you what do you think of Veer Mahan though? I think he's been looking like a beast. Uh, of course, they're putting him with uh, some jobbers, but what 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 have you? Uh, what are your first impressions of him? He he does it, the the thing that I see in my pet peeve about a lot of times when they bring these beasts, you know, quote unquote beasts, mm-hmm. um, is that they can't really wrestle. Um, almost for instance, you know, it took him a little bit of time. He's He's in a spot where he's a little better, but um, I think Vera is good. I think he just needs the right, uh, now the right feud, but it's just so hard to like, I, I don't even know how to book or how they would book a fucking Vera Mahan feud. You know, I think he's going to need a, a manager for sure. I think eventually they will put somebody with him. Um, I think he's pretty explosive as far as some of the stuff he's been doing, uh, mm-hmm. but this you know whole match whatever it was what it was at the end they um you know take a selfie all together while choking out ali and then the mysterials come back who we actually talked about on last week's episode um looks like they're back what did you think of that uh it's cool it's cool i just just, uh, right now this whole like feud thing well they're going well i guess that's the feud for veer mahan but um like a two on one yeah like i just don't i don't know man i'm like really lukewarm about about this whole thing like it's just <laughs> it doesn't seem like all that great um but you know things can change just honestly sometimes it's just one match or one promo that can make a difference in a feud um but right now i'm not all interested in it i'm not um all in um so, so to speak um but yeah it's okay <laughs> i don't really have much to say about, about this honestly um it's not the most memorable memorable moment from raw yeah it's just another one of these segments that they always do it's just whatever to be honest it'll we won't really remember it in a month or whatever um but moving on um riddle had a one-on-one match here with Jimmy Uso, which he ended oh. up winning on a roll-up. Oh, real quick, before we talk about Riddle, sorry. Um, Go ahead. Before Riddle came out, um, there was a Becky Lynch promo where she's being all frantic, and apparently this Becky Lynch promo was done on the spot because, as you and I and many people who watch wrestling know, Banks and Naomi took their ball fucking home. And they left. The start of Raw. 
Do you think that is legit though? Because they just kept bringing it up. Um, they were just saying that it was unprofessionally done, things like that. Um, you know, that's pretty crazy situation though. I mean, for mm. Sasha Banks, I mean, we've seen her leave before, but this yeah. time with Naomi, it's interesting. It's interesting. I rather I, uh, let's go ahead and talk about that maybe on the on the next like the the point five episode. Um for sure but yeah it dude it's 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 uh interesting but let's let's hold off on talking about that too much for sure uh, for sure that has some that has some meat on the bone i just wanted to talk about how becky lynch came up with that um promo um real quick just to kind of kind of bring up some stuff i don't know becky's just on another level she's so good honestly with what she's doing right now i dug it It it's real stupid real 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 kiddish but um, let's go back now to what you were saying. You're right. Riddle did have his match with uh, Jimmy Uso. And he won yeah. the roll-up. Classic Riddle. I mean, you know, pretty good match. Um, you know, I like Riddle. He's a great worker. And, you know, any of the Usos is always a a good worker in the ring. But, yeah, he, he won on a roll-up there. So, you know, they're just still building up that eventual match that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, the unification match on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, man, Riddle been getting some great pops. He's great in the ring. Uh, and he's going to be a fucking star if he isn't already. Yeah, he's getting there, man. And the, the one thing that stood out in that match for me is the very beginning of the match, and I love it. And this is why I like when you have the perfect manager or the perfect partner outside of the ring uh, to distract Riddle in the very beginning of the match so that Jimmy can take control. Jay slides into the whole ring and then runs out for Riddle to be distracted. I don't know. I really like that. It's it, it's fun. It's fun to see. I, I love I love seeing teams cheat, bro. I like the bad guy. I like to see a, a really well-placed cheating moment. That's just me, though. Um, yeah, so I yeah, can I appreciate that. Um, moving on a little bit faster. You reach, there's a, so much wrestling. We just got to keep going. Um, but Judgment Day had a promo. Um, honestly, with the promo that 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 Judgment Day did, it it gave me like little reminders of the Dark Order. Not even put in my notes, Dark Order, but better. Really, it's... like with Brody or without Brody? No, no, no. Like before, um, before Brody came along. Okay. You remember how they used to do that? Those like promos or like join the Dark Order, and they had all these little things. Yeah, like, we can make you better. We can do this for you. That's kind of what it was reminding me of. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, Brody Dark Order. Um, no, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, that was that was a whole different beast. That was that was something uh, magical, man. I love that. I loved Brody Dark Order. It was so good. Wish we could that go was back. that R. was R. some Brody. good shit. And R.I.P. Brody um, was going to be a fucking world champion, but you know that's another subject and <laughs> another story. Um, I think uh, the stuff that Judgment Day's been doing, I mean, Edge, even Priest, been impressed with him. Um, and Rhea Ripley, she fits right in. Um, you know, there's so much that I could say about him, but it, it, it's, it's fucking great. Um, Have you seen and that, Edge on Twitter? What was that? Have you seen Edge on Twitter? Like his little hints at who the next member? No, what, what is that about? He's, uh, he's just posting pictures of different wrestlers. He's posted a picture of Paige. He's posted a picture of Tommaso Ciampa, and he's actually also uh, posted a picture of um, of Graves. So he's got Corey Graves just throwing out people. I mean, if he's like his gimmick beforehand, kind of almost fits alongside the Judgment Day. I can see Graves doing that. I don't um, see Graves leaving that uh, announcer table. To be honest with you, he's he's too good at it. Um, I think they would miss that, to be honest. Uh, I think he's still a little underappreciated, but Graves is fucking great on commentary. We talk a lot about Pat McAfee, but Corey is also very good at what he does. Um, But that'd be interesting to see. Um, You know, they did mention that they're going to add more people. And one guy that I thought maybe they should add, you don't think so, uh, so much, but Finn Balor, which this transitioned into a match. Uh, where Balor and Styles teamed up, uh, and they looked pretty good, man. I wish we could see more of this, but I, I have a feeling that they're only teaming because of the feud. 
with Priest and Edge. Uh, what did you think of that? Um. Oh yeah, that was the next match. Anyways, the AJ Baller live and Los Lotharios. Um, I dug it, man. I, I they were real smooth in the ring, both AJ and Balor, and they had some uh, tag team moves that they did that were pretty solid and sweet. Um, too sweet, baby. But <laughs> it's um, it's interesting, man. I actually like looking at it. It could be very interesting to see Balor turn on AJ to join um, the Judgment Day. So. I wasn't a believer in what you were saying about Balor um, joining before. But the more I think about it, the more uh, interesting and fun it sounds like it could be. Especially like if you were to come out with the demon while he's with the Judgment Day. Just say Right. Seems no, like yeah. Deal. I think it would fit in. Um, and I, I'm not sure you probably haven't seen much of this, but when AJ Styles was in Impact, he had a phase or a run where he was like this dark kind of AJ Styles. Um, and then eventually he comes back to being the normal AJ Styles that everybody loves. But um, you probably haven't seen too much of that, but I do remember seeing that run when it was happening. And I think AJ could pull it off too if he had to. Uh, I just don't see it happening in WWE. Yeah, I I don't know about them having AJ Styles do that, um, but Finn Balor can get behind. Uh, I do also want to talk about Los Lotarios. It's just weird that like WWE always finds these fucking like Hispanic tag teams, and they always they're always just enhancement talents. It's kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> like, Honestly, and Angel Garza is really good, man. Both of them, bro. Both of them, fucking great. And I, but but that's why they use them like they do, because it's easy to put them in tag team. It's easy to easy to put them in a match where they're gonna do great things. Oh man, um, do you remember the freaking um, the bump that Garillo took from? It was like a, he was doing a backflip, um, off the top. I think it was to Finn Balor. And uh, Finn just stuck his feet up, and then he, like, hits his face or whatever, you know. And then he just pops all yeah. the way back up and falls back down. That was fucking sweet. So smooth. But, like, it's those things, like, yeah, that makes him a great worker, great talent to to put other people over. But, fuck, dude. I want to see them. I want to see them actually do something with them. Uh, it just sucks. But I'd like to. It seems like they're doing a little bit, you know, with the whole kiss cam or whatever the fuck they call it. But, um. Yeah, fucking weird. <laughs> but uh, you know, Angel Garza is great. Um, Carillo, I'm not so high on him, but he's you know he's solid. I would say um, they could definitely do something there. But you know, WWE's gonna, gonna be, WWE. Yeah, it's gonna be Epico and Primo all over again. Oh boy, yeah. There you go. That was a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, moving on. Uh, there was a cool, um, fun promo with Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy um, about the DNA Lab. Man, dude, it's just, uh, I love this comedy shit, man. It's so fucking good. Like, uh, Kevin Owens <laughs> is perfect. They were talking about the whole, uh, that he got contaminated by barbecue sauce. And then Otis is like, they're just like, oh, fuck, I <laughs> fucked up. And he's trying to explain, he's like, uh, I think what it was, was he, you know, he ate a steak or whatever it was before the match. And then like, Kevin Owens is like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Is that what happened? I think was, he was blaming someone at the DNA lab. <laughs> like Some shit. DNA lab was to get. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens blamed um, Otis, but it's such good shit. And then fucking uh, to go into the ring, thank you. Thank you. Ah, oh, fucking shit. I, I Sheesh. Sheesh, please. <laughs> fucking, Chad Gable is fucking gold, dude. Chad Gable is honestly not to the extent of, but very... Um, Kurt Angle like where like he can do all this comedy shit but like you know that deep down he can be a fucking beast of a wrestler oh yeah. he showed that in his match which um, was later on in the night so we'll talk about that when it comes along but um, after that promo had ended uh, there was uh, another match it was Alexa Bliss versus Sonya Deville Alexa Bliss has a new song I broke that same shit too. <laughs> That's all. Was not a fan oh. of it. 
this whole match I wasn't a fan of. They kind of did like the same story as Seth Rollins and, and Cody Rhodes um, in the sense that Sonya Deville got squashed by Alexa Bliss because she knew she was going to be her opponent, plus she lost her job at the same time. This time around, Sonya Deville puts on a bigger fight, still loses. Eh, dude, I don't, I don't care about this. Like, it me neither, man. It's just Crash. a throwaway to me. Yep, I put eh. That was what I put in my note. Just eh. All it was new Alexa Bliss song and beat Sonya again. Don't care. Yeah, no, I don't care. I, I, I just don't. I'm sorry, Alexa. You lost your, you lost your. Uh, I don't fucking know what you lost, but you don't have it no more. Anyways, the very next <laughs> thing we kind of talked about this is the Cody Rhodes promo happened after that. Which is so I did want to bring up really quick. Um, at the start of the show, they were doing that countdown to Cody, which yeah. would start for this. Um, it would stop at the like the beginning of the third hour. Um, mm-hmm. What did you? At first, I was seeing this. I'm like, really? Like they're gonna put a countdown to Cody? But you were saying off the air that it actually helps. Um, you yeah, know, the ratings. I had heard that the the ratings. Um, when they've been announcing that someone's gonna come out, like they've been doing it with Cody recently. Um, I think last week they just said Cody was gonna come out at nine o'clock or ten o'clock. They said Cody's gonna come out at ten o'clock, you know. And apparently, when it came time for Cody to, Cody to come out, the the ratings had a spike, or at least you know rising numbers. I'm not gonna say like spike seems like it went up really fucking high. No, it's just higher than what it was before he came out. Um, and the same thing with this countdown when Cody came out, it was something that that brought up the rating. So, um, now people are speculating whether or not if that's um, a Cody thing, or just for the fact that WWE is announcing a big star. So, um, it may be that they might do it for other people in the future. I wouldn't be surprised if they do it for Reigns. Um, but I, I don't think it's a Cody thing, though. I don't. Seems like a WWE thing. So you think it's just for the fact that, but do you think it's because he's a big star, Cody Rhodes? Like, like, are you saying that if it was another big star, like, like I was saying, like Reigns, um, it would have the same effect as Cody Rhodes? I think right now Roman's the only other guy that would have that same effect, and the only really other guy that you would do this for. I mean, unless you're bringing in like, uh, like an Austin or like a Rock. Or Hogan, even Hogan. Fuck Hogan, though. But um, you would promote something like that. But they've realized that, you know, Cody's probably... I haven't looked at the ratings, but I'm pretty sure Cody is, you know, the one having the best, highest rating, you know, segments or whatever. So this would make sense. I mean, I know he's the reason why I'm enjoying Raw more than I did before WrestleMania. Uh, But yeah, Roman, I can see them doing it with Roman. I can see them doing it with like an Undertaker, Rock, Austin, whatever. Uh, but who else okay. would you even do that for? Yeah, there's not really many people that you would do it for. Maybe you could possibly do it with Seth Rollins. Um, but I don't even know about that. Nah. I think it speaks uh, volumes of WWE's like um, with Cody Rhodes by doing that. You know what I mean? Um, I think that it just shows that they're behind him. And I hope it stays like that. I honestly think that this could be Cody's um, one big run that he finally gets to have, and um, I'm all for it. I'm I think we're, it. I think we're living it for sure. And if you start to do it with everybody or you know several people, it doesn't feel as special as you know when you would do it for a Roman or a Cody. Yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. So again. Promo was awesome. We already talked about that in the beginning of the show. Um, Rollins came out. They agreed to the match. So get ready for that one because that's going to be a fucking great one. Um, I think at least. Hopefully they don't let me down. Um, yeah. Yeah, they won't. It's going to be fucking great as always. So the next thing that happened was just a promo from Oscar, which it was an Oscar promo. <laughs> I like it, though. I like her promos, but not much to talk about, really. <laughs> I think um, she's the only one that can talk like that and get away with it because she's so fucking good in the ring. Um, but it, it, if she wasn't Asuka, I feel like it'd be so fucking ridiculous. But I yeah, put I, up with it because it's Asuka. Fuck yeah. And Asuka's great. Always great. 
So the match that happened after that was we got the Ezekiel and the Chad Gable running back to that. Um, it was a pretty good match. Not too bad. Um, did I say Ezekiel? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> Elias' younger brother, Ezekiel. Elias' younger brother, Ezekiel. Exactly. Um, the, honestly, the, the highlight of that whole match was just fucking Kevin Owens on, on commentary. He's so fucking Dude, yeah. Honestly, bro. Like, he... He's just gold all around when it comes to, you know, promos or when he's on commentary. But something that I, I did want to point out that I didn't really like, and it's just a small detail to some, but Ezekiel, I didn't like the fact that they call out Ezekiel's name before his music even starts playing. Um, and they say that he's Elias' younger brother, too. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, do they have to do that? Like, why can't he just come out as Ezekiel? Isn't that what they're trying to make everybody believe? Yeah. It's a, it's a it's small like, detail, but I picked up on it. Yeah, um, I think it's more of a tongue-in-cheek thing. And it's mostly, I think, they're doing it so that Kevin Owens can get more mad. Because I kind of like that when they said it. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Owens is like, no, the announcer, he's a liar. He's a liar. He, <laughs> Why is he laughing? And then, like, they bring up the. I think he's watching the monitor, and the fucking uh, the thing comes up, and it says Ezekiel is like, and whoever's in the back, uh, doing the fucking graphics, they're fucking they're they're liars too. They need to <laughs> put that back up there and change it, change it because it could be Elias. I, I don't know, man. He's, he's okay. Just, I'll uh, allow it. It's <laughs> just great. I think it's just just more stuff to get him upset and just to give him stuff to talk about. It's great. Dude, and Ezekiel's, like, out here shaking the ropes. Did you notice that? Like, he's shaking the ropes. I mentioned it last week that mm -hmm. if he was, you know, I asked you if he was giving you, like, warrior vibes with those tassels or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, he's out here shaking the ropes, looking around, like, you know, with a, a weird face. I'm like, dude, this is fucking the ultimate warrior right here. Yeah, like I told you, um before throughout the week uh once this feud between him and ko are do is done like he's done i don't i don't see him going anywhere unless they drop the whole like they just call him ezekiel he's his own character now that's who he is and he's just gonna wrestle as ezekiel no more like bringing up elias that's the only way he can go forward after this because if they try to keep this up it's gonna be stupid I feel like they could put him with somebody like Rollins or Sami Zayn, but like then it would just become like the KO, you know, rivalry again. It it would just become repetitive, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it'd be the same thing, just a different person that he's feuding with. But yeah, you, you might be right about that. Um I would hope not, because I think Elias has always been a pretty good worker, great talker on the you know, on the mic. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll just live in the moment. So after that, we just had a whole bunch of segments, man. There was a, there was an art the twenty four seven title segment, which is okay. <laughs> I enjoyed a bit, but not not enough to like try to put it over too much. I skipped um, that shit, man. I was I, I don't <laughs> I don't like watching that shit anymore. And then, oh, and Lacey Evans is back, and I already don't care. Yeah, dude, it's 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 the same thing that happened when she was fucking doing the Southern Belle thing. Like I was telling you, like, like she comes out, she says some words, she goes away. Like she's not wrestling, she's not doing anything. It's just kind of, I don't know. For me, same, bro. I don't care about it. It's corny as hell, man. I'm tired of it. Then there was a after that. It was it was another riddle segment, just talking about the match. A new so segment, same thing, just talking about the unification match, which we will get to. Um, and then the main event, Oscar versus Becky, which was a solid match. I mean, you can't go wrong putting these two together. Um, they're definitely worth a main event. And um, I actually heard that the finish of the match was Becky's idea. Uh, the mist is what you're talking um, about. Like her going, her losing, and and Oscar going over, like everything was her idea, um, and it came from, and the topic we're gonna talk about later, the, um, Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out. Apparently, this is allegedly, these are just reports from different dirt sheets that I'm that I'm reading. 
I can't can't take it but with uh, take it with a grain of salt, you know. There you Maybe go. Uh, but I, I I'm not sold on it, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, it, to add to what you were saying, I thought it was um a great match as always. Oscar and Becky are two of the best in the company. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's gonna be Oscar and Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell, which. I think there's going to be some kind of finish with Becky maybe costing Asuka the match or something. I don't know. Um, I just feel like we're going to get a triple threat at some point. What, what do you think is going to happen there? Um, I think you're right, and we're going to get a, a triple threat match. I'm trying to see when um, Hell in the Cell is supposed to be. Um, oh, June 5th. Okay. So how many more weeks do we have? Uh, oh, we got about week. two weeks. Yeah, about so. two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow. Um, so we have two more Raws, two more SmackDowns. Um, well, two more Raws, really, for this feud. Uh, it's possible that it can turn into a triple threat match before um, Hell in the Cell. Because, like, what else are they going to do with Becky? I exactly. Mean, <laughs> what else are they going to do? Uh, so, very possible. If they don't make it a triple threat match by... Um, before the Hell in the Cell, then Becky's going to go in there and, and ruin it, and it'll be a triple threat match for the next pay-per-view. Because right now, I mean, they lost Sasha and Naomi. Like, in terms of storyline, if it's whatever, like, who else do they have to, to work um, with all these other girls? So, I mean, Becky could be put into somebody, something else with somebody else, but... Well, Naomi and Sasha are on SmackDown, but since they have the tag titles, they've been on Raw. So, but I didn't see them having anything with Becky or Asuka, unless they were in some kind of. Um, oh, no. But yeah, uh, I mean, you never know because they were supposed to have the the main event supposed to be like some six pack match. I don't even fucking know what it's called, but it's like six woman pack. Six woman pack match for the number one contendership for the title. So they were supposed to be a part of it. So and then I heard reports that Naomi was actually supposed to go over. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. More more gasoline for the fire. Okay, we won't talk about it too much because I feel like it's a good good subject. Uh, but yeah, dude, like there's a lot that could like really like them missing out on both of them fucked up the whole main event and maybe. Possibly where the story was supposed to go with Bianca Belair. So we'll never know, but we'll talk about it in a bit. We'll find out one day on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Um, But, or anything that comes out on Peacock the day of. (laughs) Um, So Raw, it was actually a decent show. Like, yeah, there was a lot of bullshit, but I'm not... Three hours is just hard to watch, so. I thought it was solid. I think Cody uh, made the show for me, personally. But, um, yeah, you know, not not the worst Raw I've seen, but not the best either. Just, eh. Yeah. They've been picking up their game since, uh, since WrestleMania, like I said. Um, so, let's just move on. Let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown, and we'll get into AW after. Yes, this. because there is some stuff that I saw on here that i really want to talk about well one thing in particular but i'll let you get to it okay all right so we'll start it off so um smackdown actually started off with the bloodline promo um and i thought it was actually really funny because um to my knowledge and i could be wrong i'll probably look it up right now to see if i'm right or wrong uh paul Heyman said that alpha and sika uh like uh jimmy and jay are the greatest tag team ever they're better than Alpha and Sika because they did something that they never did, and that's unify the tag team title. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? Like, Alpha and Sika never. There were no other tag team titles to fucking. Exactly. <laughs> I, I picked up on that too. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's just Paul Heyman. You know, Paul Heyman just t- making up words to, to put his talent over, and it was good shit. It was a good promo. Yeah, Roman and the Bloodline always must see stuff. And, um, you know, he tells the Usos, y- y'all got to deliver. And at the end, they do that. You know, he says, because I love you or whatever. And then hugs, hugs them. And then, you know, stirs up the camera, gives them that look like, okay, I got him now. And then 
you know, it's just building for for the future, I would say. But yeah, man. yeah, man. Good fucking shit there. Yeah, it's it's he's on God mode, bro. He's on God, God mode. mode. Um so after that promo, the nice way to start off the the show. Um we have a match, match 1, uh Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn. Now, we've seen this match a billion times, but really don't get tired of it. <laughs> they 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 have such good chemistry that that their matches they do. like can they have a bad match? Like you know you're going to have a solid match if you have Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn. Um but I thought it was a good fucking match. Um like you were saying they have a lot of chemistry. They were doing the team thing at one point with uh, Cesaro also, but also mm-hmm. going back to um you know NXT uh oh, but match at the takeover before wrestlemania 33 34 the other one uh, was in dallas i believe so yeah and i really liked that zane was wearing a bloodline shirt uh before going out to the match or you know going out to the match so thought that was fucking great he still thinks he's like a, a member yeah <laughs> uh sammy zane is gold sammy zane and kevin owens right now are are doing god's work because like yeah they're, they're just doing so well with what it's kind of similar uh in a sense they're just like the comedic portion of it um you know they can throw down in a match but it's comedy at the same time they are uh, a national treasure <laughs> and they must be protected at all costs i want to get them back together as a team now i just want to have them both um run through that that tag division. I think, honestly, they'd be really great um, at this point in time. I know we've already got them before, but Sami Zayn has really grown since he's been a tag team or since right. the last time they were a tag team. He's changed a lot. Um, so I think that could be gold. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be involved forever, I feel, um, at different points in time. But, yeah, good shit, always, by Sami Zayn. Good shit, good match, great match. Um, and nice finish, actually. Just I wrote that in my notes, and I remembered... Um, I don't remember what, exactly what happened, but he was running in. He's been beating people with the 10 count um, from the outside. Yeah. He runs in at 9 because he's been outside, and then... How do you... What the fuck? Shit. Kinshasa, or whatever the yeah. fuck. But that shit. I thought that was a great finish also, and uh, Michael Cole and... Pat McAfee fucking sold it as always. So I love it, man. Love it. Now the next thing they did was just a video package of the Usos hyping them up for the it honestly made the made the main event feel like a like a big big time match. Oh yeah. Um, but that's what happened there. A little video package. Um after the video package went off, we have a, a segment for Happy Corbin, the Happy Talk segment. And when I write my notes, so it's like, are we getting done with the happy Corbin? Um, man, I'm so tired of it, man. I'm just like, it's just whatever. Uh, I did watch it, though, uh, completely. And like I said, it's whatever. He smashes the trophy into the stairs or whatever. Uh, I think he's going to change. I think he might go back um, not quite to what he was before um, when he first started in the main roster. But something similar to that. I think he's going to go back uh, soon. Because uh, just the way he was actually in the ring. It's been a while since just seeing him out of that Happy Corbin character. Yeah. And he, you know, he can... I think, like you said, it's going to be something like before. But still still very similar to what he does now. Uh, but at this point, I don't really give a shit what baron corbin or whatever you want to call him does anymore uh, i think he's a great talker but um it doesn't really in- ever go anywhere man ever yeah and that's the that's the fault of wwe more than anything because when he was in nxt honestly he was fucking crazy like what they did with him was great um they protected him pretty much but ever since he's been on the main roster they kind of fucked up everything for him i mean he even Won the money in the bank and then lost his match. So there's that. Um, so we'll move on from there. After all these uh, these two different segments, we have match number two, which is Gunther 
versus Drew Gulak. And, um, the, uh, you know, Drew Gulak had a little bit more um, offense on this one. But uh, Gunther really, you know, showed up like he always does, won the match, and Ricochet comes out to save Drew Gulak. So had me thinking, are we going to see a, a Gunther IC title run? I, I wrote the same shit. Um, I hope they do it, man. Um, it might be a little too early, but no, like, mm. everybody knows Walter, Gunter, whatever you want to call him. He's a beast. And I'm all for it. And, I mean, are they really going to put Ricochet over on, on fucking Gunter, who they've been building? Are they trying yeah. to build? I can see them having him win, like, one match. I don't know, dude. Um, I can't. Clean? Huh? You think that they'll have Ricochet beating them cl- clean or like a roll-up? Or... A roll-up, dude. They won't, they won't have him beat him clean. They'll, he'll win by a roll-up. Um, and then what will happen is when he wins the roll-up, Ricochet won't leave on time or the other guy will come in, beat up on Ricochet, and Gunther will fucking annihilate him in the ring. I don't know. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> I can see it happening already. Um, <laughs> I imagine that that shit. But um, you can also see because of how Ricochet's been built in the past is Gunther just fucking annihilating Ricochet and winning the IC title like it's no one's business. So, and Ludwig it. Kaiser deserves some credit also for his work that he's been doing. Um, aka Marcel Bartel, um, doing you know introducing Gunther. Uh, every time he goes to the ring, his facial expressions are just fucking great, I think. And oh, like we've man. said before, he has such a punchable face, and I love it, man. You just want to beat the shit out of him. But, uh, yeah, good shit from Gunther. Love it. Uh, that happened, which I don't, I don't think you're going to be too happy with. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, he's not going to like this at all. But it was the debut of Max Dubois. Bro, oh my god, let me tell you. Let me tell you, man. When I was watching this shit, I'm I'm watching it right, and then this dude comes in. At first, it, I didn't process it. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking of something else at the time. But then I'm like, wait, that's fucking L.A. Knight, which was also known as Eli Drake back in Impact. Now his name is Max Dupree, is how he's fucking saying it. Which is, oh my god, so. Let me take you back a little bit because I think it was you or I'm not sure if I had sent it to you. This was maybe like the week after Mania, I want to say. He was like in some dark segment where he was uh, a manager, right? For who? Do you remember who? Uh, so he was doing this gimmick. He was doing the the modeling manager, agency manager, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and who is it that came out? Um, Crowbar? Rebar? Oh, um, fucking Mace. Mace? <laughs> Who the fuck was I thinking of? Oh, you're thinking of T-Bar, I think. Oh, shit. Okay, my bad. But Mace, yeah. It was Mace who came out, but he didn't have his hair. Like, well, he did, but, you know, it was all cut. He was supposed to be, like, a male model wrestler. So, he, the, don't be surprised if you see this motherfucker coming up, too. So. I, I, I don't see... Um, I think it's gonna be him, but I was starting to think like who could be um the next people that could be in his little faction or whatever you want to call it. Um, because he mentioned, you know, this is to bring in or whatever to show off the you know, the newest generation of superstars. I don't know what, but yeah. Um I don't know if you've seen some of their work, but pretty deadly the NXT, the current oh. NXT tag team champions. Um, I Women's think would work great. Uh, they were what? Wait, who? Uh, they're called Pretty Deadly. They used to be the NXT UK tag champs, and oh. now currently they're the uh, the NXT tag team champions. And I think it would fit right in with the whole fashion agency or whatever. I I was seeing it. Um, like man, this could work. Got to look but up. but I don't. NXT. I don't think they'll move them up right now because they just became the champs maybe like a month ago. And they're only the champs because the whole thing happened with uh, one of the members of um, MSK. Um, 
So they had to call an audible because they had just won the titles at the uh, stand and deliver. Um, but who knows, man? I'm just upset about the name change again. Like, <laughs> I I don't know why you would even call him L.A. Knight unless uh, Eli Drake was owned by Impact, but I don't think so because I believe we saw Eli Drake in N.W.A. If yeah, I'm not that mistaken, was, that was his own his own um, persona. Impact didn't change his name or anything. They just called him what he was in the Indies because how else are you gonna like with Impact? They have to use the the indie names because Impact is just a glorified indie at this point. They just are lucky to have a TV deal. And I was fine with the LA Knight name already. Like here recently, I was like, it had finally just stuck. And now there's another name change. So what the fuck was the point of calling him LA Knight? You like, know, man, I, think he's, I, I think he's going to knock it out the park. He's a great talker. Um, again, I'm just being the optimist here. <laughs> I knew I as soon as so. he came out, dude. I knew as soon as he came out, you were going to fucking hate it. And I do. I still hate it, but I, I, I hope he does, man. I, I think he can. We'll if see. If anyone can, he can. Um, I think so. I'm excited. That's all I gotta say about that. I liked his whole like he said it like the Dupree, 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 and, um, whatever the fuck. Everyone says it wrong, but him. So that was great. Um, after that segment, there was an RK Bro interview. Whatever the fuck. Match number three of the night. We get Raquel Rodriguez versus Shotzi. Shotzi Shitso? Shitzi. Shotzi sells Shitzi pictures. Uh, <laughs> I uh, can't stand Shotzi. I've said it before, but this promo that they had before they went out for the ring, I thought, I was like, man, she could be a really good heel if she just stopped trying so hard. Like, I don't know, man. I just. I can't get behind it, but Raquel Rodriguez now is a fucking beast. Um, yeah. And you see she was smiling less, which was... I did see that. You know what I feel like? I feel like Vince McMahon probably just saw a picture of her. Either Because, I, I, like I said, I need to look this up because I'm just saying shit now. But I thought I heard someone say that Vince told her to smile more. So I'm thinking that Vince told her to smile more, but told someone else to tell her, like he didn't tell her personally, but said that she should smile more. And then I feel like he finally saw her on TV and he's like, some bitch, she's big. <laughs> like She's a beast. <laughs> she shouldn't smile so much. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like with her deal there, like she didn't smile as much and it, and it, and it gave off a different vibe from her than the last time we saw her with, um, with Rhonda. And Shotzi kind of pointed it out in that little promo was saying like, oh, you know, smile this or smile that. So obviously they she called her they, soft, bro. She called her soft and then she went out and got smashed by Raquel yeah, I, Rodriguez. I got hyped and marked out a little bit when they said Rio Grande Valley, Texas. I don't know why. I know it's why, fucking great, man. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's great to see. You love to see it. Um, but man, Raquel looks so good. They're, they look right now. It looks like they're giving her a good little push, man. I'm not worried about her because she's going to have time to, uh, develop more and, and get more comfortable in there. So oh, I'm dude, not worried about her at all. The power, the power bomb at the end. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. I love seeing it. Dude, she's man, the fucking future, bro. I didn't get to see enough of her in NXT because I had been slacking with NXT. I'm not going to lie. She was great. I thought she had a great run as champ, dominant, had even um, some great matches with Rhea Ripley before she, uh, Rhea Ripley moved up to the main roster. She um, put over uh, Raquel before she went up. So, Is Raquel the one who, did she win it from her, the title in NXT? Um, uh, I don't know. No, she won it from. I want to say uh, Io Shirai. Uh Io, I can't wait for her to come to the main roster. Dude, I don't know why she still isn't, man. Um, I I don't get it. Like she's been over there for a while. Knowing WWE, uh, it's probably because we already have too many Asians. Just saying. 
But yeah, she had like a last man standing with um I'm talking about Raquel Rodriguez. She had a last man standing with Rio Ripley, like before she went to the um to the main roster. So just fucking great, man. Star in the making for sure. And then going forward past that, um Xavier Woods has a little bit of an interview before his match. And it's Xavier Woods versus Butch. Um cool match, great match. Um Butch doing his thing. Um Pete Dunn, you know, you see all of Pete Dunn's moves in there? It's almost as if Pete <laughs> Dunn and Butch are the same person. Oh, look at that. We I think, man, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was wondering, man, when Woods was doing the promo and then coming out, I was like, when is it going to be Xavier's time, man? Because he's a great worker and he knows how to get the crowd going. He knows how to cut a good promo. Like, when is it gonna be his time? Soon, man. I mean, he, he just he just started in the main roster. I mean, you can't give him. He's he's moving and up. This this character is developing a little more and a little more with each time we get to see him. So, I don't see it being an issue at this point. I enjoy uh, seeing this. Um, but it's crazy that Xavier Woods has a new finisher called the Backwoods. Hey, so, is that well, like the um, the roll up or? Yeah, dude, the roll up. That's it's called the Backwoods. I noticed that was like they just called it the Backwoods. But is he not the king anymore? I think they dropped that shit. It wasn't working for him. I'm glad they did. I I didn't. I wasn't really feeling it. I'm glad he won it. Um, you can always remember him as a King of the Ring winner, but um. And yeah, I wasn't really feeling it too much. Yeah, the King of the Ring, bro. It's a, it's a hit or miss and mostly miss. They should um, just stop. I don't know why they brought it back. They should have never been brought back. Yeah, um, they should stop, man. But here we go. We got the, after that match, great shit. Oh, um, actually, Butch, after he loses, runs into the crowd like a maniac that he is. Um, Xavier Woods leaving. Uh, gets confronted by um, big dude who broke Big E's neck and famous. <laughs> hey, that big dude has a name, man. Hey, man, tell me. Um, that's, what that's what I thought. Rich Holland. There you go. Nah, I was gonna say cool. Holloway. Hey, man, go wasn't ahead. he with uh, Pat McAfee in NXT? Y- yeah, he was. Um. And with Pete Dunn, like uh, Pete Dunn and the other two guys, Oni Larkin and Oni Larkin's partner, I forgot, but then one of them got hurt and they uh, replaced them with Ridge Holland, I believe. But Pete Dunn was in that same, uh, that same faction. Yeah. So. so. That's so. Actually, when I saw him in NXT um, with uh, Pat McAfee, that's the first time I actually saw him. I was like, Oh, that guy looks cool. He looks like he can be a star. And then I didn't see him again. So I was like, where the fuck did he go? Um, and then the next time you see him, he breaks fucking Biggie's neck. Like, holy shit. What a bastard. <laughs> um, but now I guess we're looking forward and, uh, to seeing who the mystery partner is going to be with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston next week. So, oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be anybody exciting, man, because WWE does that sometimes. And then it's just like just another dude. Like, I don't know. I'm not expecting anything big out of that, but I was a little intrigued by it. Who? It's going to be Rico. Oh, stop it, man. Rico Cancetino. Cancetino. It's going to be Brodus Clay. Oh, yeah. Somebody The Funkasaurus. The <laughs> then they can hey, bring back Naomi. Maybe that's how they can lure her back in. Oh, yeah. Could be her. a Funkadactyl. And Sasha could be uh, Cameron 2.0. Yeah, well, let's say 5.0 because she's that much better than Cameron. Cameron, fucking <laughs> horrible, horrible. Remember, <laughs> I had to show you, remember when uh, she did like a split to, like she did this leg drop split and she would hit people and then she's there yelling at the ref, pin her, pin her, the chick's on her fucking stomach. It's like, dude, come on. Learn the He's so bad, man. Fundamentals. Shoulders on the mat. <laughs> We finally get to the main event, 
the unification match, the match we've been waiting for, the match we thought we were getting at WrestleMania Backlash, and then we thought maybe we'd get at Hell in a Cell. But and I told you, I told you, I don't think it's gonna happen. Some bullshit's gonna happen, and we're not gonna get a winner. But it did happen, and I want to know what you think or what you thought of that match. The whole night leading up to it, it felt, it made it feel like it was a big fight. Like it had a big fight feel to me. Like I was like, damn, I'm kind of excited for this match. I'm surprised that I'm so excited for this match. Like I had a feeling that it was gonna actually have a winner, and um, yeah, it didn't disappoint. I was, I was the one part that did trip me out was the whole riddle part. The referee threw up the X's. I was like, what the fuck's happening? Right. Um, but then when they they had a he had a bruised hip, I was like, they, he came back and said they had a bruised hip, and I was like, what the fuck? oh okay. That part, they were, part that kind of threw me off. They were like, how is Riddle still doing this and that? And yeah, um, But before think, we get to the finish... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I should say this after the finish. Well, before we get to that finish, um, did you notice at one point, I think it's when RK-Bro was dominating there at the end, why was Pat, Pat McAfee staring down Paul Heyman, like they were both looking at each other. They showed the the table, and then they were just like both looking at each other. And then, and then like they go back to the match or whatever. And then you hear McAfee saying, "He's like, what did you think was gonna happen, Paul, or whatever?" Um, <laughs> but I thought it was weird that they just randomly showed the table where he was on commentary, and they're both just like staring at each other. And I'm like, the fuck, not saying anything. They're just there, like. I don't know, man. It, it was just funny. It was good shit. I think there was that one point where uh, saying that he should be thanked for being there or whatever, and, and Michael Cole was just like, yeah, like kind of throwing him off, and then Pat McAfee comes out of nowhere. He's like, well, uh, Mr. Cole, uh, Mr. Heyman, I thank you both for having me here for uh, with you guys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I love, <laughs> I love Pat McAfee on, on commentary. Um, but the finish... <laughs> Um, there's some shenanigans that went on in this match, and um, you know it. It was supposed to happen that way, man. It, I mean, the Usos were were meant to win and meant to be the unified tag team champions. It was it was a a no brainer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I knew the Usos would win. They did a great job of um, you know, at, at one point maybe I thought maybe RK Bro wins it, but no. I mean, they want the bloodline to have all the gold, and I knew Roman would be involved somehow. So he had the, you know, the assist. Uh, he held down one of the Usos there. Uh, so Riddle fell, something like that, and then new fucking champs unified. Yeah, Riddle, Riddle was going for the um, super RKO off the top uh, turnbuckle, and uh, Roman held. I think it was Jimmy or I don't remember which one who was on. But he held them down on the rope so that Riddle would fall. So splash. One, two, three. They're your new champions. What I liked so much about the finish and the ending of that match was uh, them turning to the crowd. I saw like people in, in um, like just disbelief that it happened. I saw a kid crying, which was the best thing ever. I don't know why. There was a kid praying, and then there was a kid crying, and then the other one just like looked very worried. I was like, "Damn!" Like they got him, bro. They got him because we like. I guess us as like older adult fans forget that that a lot of times this shit is for kids. Like, don't you forget being a kid and feeling like everything's real? And I loved seeing that because then like you just you know you got him, and it was good shit. Like, the ending just seemed like chaos. It reminded me a lot of the beginning of Roman Reigns' um, title run. Because it would always end in some type of chaos. He's holding somebody in the guillotine. Just insane shit. Um, Dude, and the splash uh, onto the table was fucking great. And then you see Roman choking out Randy by the stairs. And then they were, like, bashing him with the stairs. Just fucking great, dude. I think the riddle three. The riddle injury is is just a setup for Randy Orton to be the next um, opponent for Roman Reigns. I I can see that, yeah, and I've I've been wanting to see that. Um, Roman and Randy could be fucking great, uh, and maybe they do that at Hell in a Cell. No, I mean, 
It's already two weeks out. Or what about Drew? Or where the fuck was Drew at when they were getting beat up on? Drew. Well, they have that castle shit going on. That's still. I think that's next week, or this coming Friday. So. Um, I did. We'll talk about it more on the on our midweek episode, but. Oh no! Um, no. Not this Friday. You're right, but. Yeah, Go it's ahead. gonna be some good shit though. Um, when it comes around, but overall. Uh yeah, SmackDown definitely outdid Raw this week. I felt um, they mainly because up. they they had the the storyline from the Usos from Raw to SmackDown, so it kind of felt like it built up from Raw. Yeah, I mean, just pretty solid shows, and you know, as we continue the build towards Hell in a Cell, two weeks from Sunday, um, should be good, man. They've been yeah, stepping well, up their game a bit. SmackDown, my opinion, is always the better show now, but it's that two-hour format, I think. Two hours really does uh, help it. Um, so we're already reaching that, that time frame on this episode. Uh, definitely going to have to go through AW on the next one for the midweek episode. Um, I don't want to uh, overdo it on this one. So. Yeah, I mean, just to look forward to that next episode you know we'll be talking aew from this past week and that includes rampage um and you know maybe some other topics that we'll throw in before we before we end this episode let's go ahead because i want it to be within the same episode at least uh this topic so let's go ahead and just have our have our thoughts on the on the naomi and and sasha thing we've already been talking about it this whole fucking episode so let's let's just knock that one out because so i'm guessing from what you're telling me you think it's a work? Possible? I I I think it is just because of the fact that they kept mentioning it more than once throughout the show. Um, not only in that Becky segment, but in other stuff. Um, I I think it is, man. I just don't see Naomi uh, being that type of person to walk out. I do believe it from Sasha, um, but Naomi, I just. I just don't see it like what they got upset because how they've been booked. They're literally the champions. But what did they expect when they won the titles? Did they expect that they'd be booked like, you know, all of a sudden the women's tag division is just going to be the best shit on fucking TV? No, like they Mm -hmm. have to have known what they were getting into. And obviously when most of the time when these women win those titles, it leads to them splitting and having a rivalry of their own eventually. Um, I just don't get it. I mean, unless you yeah. read something else about it that I don't know about, but I don't get it. Uh, a lot of it is just people saying that the locker room isn't agreeing with them, but then there's cryptic tweets from other wrestlers who's, who are like basically saying they're with them. I don't know, man. It's a big mess. Um, it was so hard to even think about how to talk about this because I don't want to speculate too much. Um, but I think I think it might be real. Um, because even when um, when Sasha Banks uh, did this the last time, uh, people were talking about it during the show. Like, she's gone. When is she coming back? Uh, not as much as they are now this time. But they did a little bit. They alluded to it. Um, but... I don't know, man. Um, if it's, I don't. I think it's real, but if it's a work, it's pretty great because a lot of people are talking. And um, they, I mean, I mean, they removed their merch from the WWE shop. I don't know if you heard that. I did not. Um, but to me, that doesn't mean shit. Um, they could easily do something like that, but I don't know, man. Um, I think it is a work, but we'll see what happens. So there's just what no champs right now. Is that I think they said on SmackDown that they're gonna have some type of like tournament. I think the titles have been vacated, or I know for God. sure that they said on SmackDown that that um, Naomi and Sasha were suspended indefinitely. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, l- let's have a tournament with a bunch of random put together teams. So oh, that bro. they can go on another irrelevant run. Like, they should just use this as a situation where they can just get away from these belts. Let's just pretend that they never were there. Let's oh, just 
They're going to do a tournament. Just, I don't want to see that. are going to be a part of it. Oh, okay. If you bring back the Iconics <laughs> and you restart the division that way, I'm all for it, man. I don't know. I'm saying, bro. I'm saying. Iconics. They just they just left um, Impact, right? Well, it sounded like they were just stepping away from wrestling, but who knows these days? Who knows? But I'd be all for that, man. All right. Yeah, same, actually. I love the Iconics. But um, with that, we'll, we'll go ahead and close this episode out. Um, yeah, here's, a, here's to another one. Uh, everyone just, uh, this will drop. When this drops, it'll drop. But we have another one coming uh, midweek. So look forward to that. Um, like us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod. Let's let wrestle, okay? Gotta remember. Yeah, say it like that too. If you don't say it like that, it don't mean nothing. It don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah, man, follow us on that on that Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod, like he said. And this has been Dan. I'm Nico. And this you've been hearing Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. Peace. Peace.